What's up, what's up, everybody? The Spoken Word Podcast is finally back. We took a little bit of a break, so we had to come back with a banger. Listen, let's welcome Google Bordello Boys to the motherfucking Smoking Word Podcast. There we go. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks, Jorge. Eugene Pedro, right? Listen, listen. So let me just start like this. First of all, well, this is the first podcast. I haven't done one in a while. I got the other show I'm doing, The Hard Corner. That we, you know, basically like a news channel from on the ground. Right. And so, okay, we're doing um, Riot Fest, right? right. So for, we're excited because, first of all, we don't think these people don't want to see Madball, right? Oh, they go, you're going to do Riot Fest. Okay. Wow, that's cool. We're going to get to do some festivals in America. You know, we always mm-hmm. done them in Europe. All right, whatever. So we're there. Cool. All right, Misfits. There's that. All right, all that good. So, you know, and then I say, all right, yo, they say, go, go, Bordello. I'm like, so I'm going to tell you my, I want to start this just off the top with this. So, you know where I'm at mentally. <laughs> so, you know, we're downtown, low east side. So forever I heard you, for so long I heard the name. So I knew, oh, these are downtown band, but I didn't yeah. know much. I know connected to hardcore, the downtown scene, hardcore people, punk, but I didn't know much. I didn't ask right. questions. I know. All right. So I always heard the name. Around blah blah blah, and then I started seeing you pop up with uh Jimmy Gestapo and Drew Stone a little bit more on the show. I know he had, I didn't watch the show, but like his um, when you at the park and popping up, okay. So I'm like, yeah, and then people going crazy. Then everybody around me, you know, like, oh yeah, go go for that. And I'm like, it's when you like them, you know, I'm I'm like, yo, I, I didn't even know all my people were like into the band. All right, I'm starting to hear it pop up, like close people around me, so. I'm one day in the house too, and they're like, uh, and no, whatever. And then we go, okay, we go there. So that day on stage, I'm like, oh, these guys are gonna play, you know? I said, oh shit, let me go check it out. So I see everybody again. I say, so I, remember this. I know nothing about you guys. I just know this. A lot of my my close people, they love you guys, and they go, oh, greatest band. Oh, you gotta see it. Oh, this and that. Oh, this and that. My boy Gator Food, who's the producer, also the show and helps me out with everything. When we're on stage, I go, okay, I want to check these guys out. And he's like, oh, yeah, the last time I seen them, Lollapalooza, whatever. And I'm like, how the fuck you know them? I feel like (laughs) I'm the last guy to the party, right? Anyway, I said, all right, let me check it out. I'm like, holy shit, I'm watching. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And I'm watching, like, holy shit, damn, these motherfuckers could play. Holy shit, yo, this shit is fucking long story short. I became an instant fan. Oh man, respect. And this this is what I and seriously, my boy Gatorfoo would tell you. I wasn't just like, I was like, nah, nah, nah. Go, yo, I stood there because one, I normally don't listen to that style. Like it's you know, in general, I'm like, I'm 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 really boring. Like I'll listen to old, you know, uh, the animals or Michael Jackson or maybe Hector Laveau right now, a little something like that. You know, a little bit simple, some very simple. So I'm watching and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And I go, damn, I get it. That's what I said in my head. I, I said, I get, it. I get it. I get it. And I saw the percussion section. So I said, okay, hold on one second. First of all, I, I see the pirates up front, but I see... <laughs> 
I see this in the back, some color. And I said, that's why they got that flavor and sabor in the background. So, all right, that took a long breath, but really, I was blown away by everything because I really am a, 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 a fanatic of music and, and I like and I watch, you know, I watch, you know, oh, some bands are just attitude. Some, some bands are great players, no attitude. Some bands have it both or either or. You guys had the playing, the vibe, the attitude. I was sold. All jokes aside, I was like, again, this ain't normally my bag. I was like, fuck, this is... I even posted it that night. I think this is my new favorite live band. That's it. Oh, man. Thank For you real. so much, man. Seriously. But let me just start with this. Okay. How the fuck Ukraine, Ecuador, where did this happen? I know America. <laughs> only in America. There's a long exchange program going on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, you guys... So so how did that happen first? Where did you, where did, where did you two guys meet? That's actually very logical that, that the kinship of the spirits, uh, you know, both cultures very expressive. And once you get into New York City, we see each other a mile away, you know. Yeah. Oh, so in the bar, you were getting drunk and then you met. <laughs> <laughs> partially, partially. Uh, where was so, that, that first time? Uh, yeah. the, the, the first time that we actually spoke, spoke in, in the logs in Brooklyn. Oh, in Brooklyn. Manu Chao show. That's yeah. right. That's right. In Manu Chao, Manu Chao was the first encounter. Yeah. Where we where we actually fully connected. You know. Did you like, know the band we before? Did you know the band before you when you were talking with him? I I saw them perform the band, and then uh, we had uh, or actually Eugene was uh, DJing for the after party after the show, and that's when we crossed paths. You know. You remember? Yeah. Remember uh, Manu Chao is a singer of Mano Negra. He came over, it was like 2000 or 2001. Well, Early 2000. Right. A, a summer stage was the show. And uh, he went to see Manu Chao, but we were opening for Manu Chao. Uh-huh. So that was a good hang, man. That was yeah. like New York at its best. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like free show, fucking thousands of people, rebel rock all day. Yeah. And then naturally, you know, then Manu and the band came to a party at a Bulgarian bar uh -huh. on Broadway and Canal. And it was, you know, it was like, you know, till 6 a.m. kind of the usual, you know. Yeah. And, could... and, then, and then, you know, Pedro was like in the mix, but it was a very kind of insane night. So I was DJing in another place somewhere in Williamsburg another night. And he came over and he was just like, I remember this right now. He like came up to me and on the stage and he was like man i gotta give you all this music <laughs> yeah you know it was just like yo yeah 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 yeah. he felt you know, that like shit clear ch channel like just a fountain going yeah and i was like wow yeah like here's my address so then i came over i was living on uh, avenue a in uh, third street came over with all these tapes and a whole suitcase of cds you know yeah. like yeah yeah take everything take everything <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so he, Eugene told me you're from Ecuador. Where in Ecuador? I, I was born and raised in Quito. Oh, Quito. Yes. I was Mabo played Quito once. My family, my father is from Guayaquil. So, somos right. los monos. I know all That's about it. That's somos awesome. los monos, pero con el rabo en el frente, like they say. El rey del ceviche, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my father is the king of ceviche, by the way. I've he really you. is. He, my father, he can't do nothing. Ceviche, he can just play soccer. 
play soccer, he could curse, and he makes the best thing. <laughs> but but no, but that's good. And, it, and it's funny because um, so it's funny you talking about how you met at the bar and whatever. So I'm you know so. I always heard the name because we were always growing up downtown. I couldn't connect the dots. So I'm talking with my drummer, my drummer, Mikey. And and he's like, yeah, so back in the day, I remember, you know, we used to go. There was a spot I went to downtown. So there's this building. You open the door. It don't look like nothing. You open the door. It looks like just there's nothing in this building. And then when you open this door, there's another world. And then there's another in this alternative world. There was this guy DJing. Eugene, he was talking about you. Oh, and, I was wow. like, and he was like, yo, and he goes, it was just this, you know, it was bumping. And I, I used to kind of hear about certain things, you know, parties or whatever, but he put it together for me again. He was like, yeah, and that's the come up. Cause I was like, wait a minute, how the fuck I missed out? You know, I sure, I don't know everything, but he's, he knows too many people. You guys are, know too many people of the same world that I didn't cross paths. So I'm asking questions, you know, about you guys, like all that. And then, um, long story short, you know, I saw that you came up doing the DJ stuff, you know, and and, and working that. And yeah. then, the, uh, now, okay, let's start with this. So you're doing the DJ stuff, and obviously you got you work music, and, and Pedro, you were doing music already. Now, I know a little bit. Eugene will tap it more. Eugene, I know you were doing punk and all types of stuff. Yeah, you know, early on. Since Pedro, I was 13, yeah. So yeah. Back in Ukraine, yeah. Yeah, and Pedro, but Pedro, what were you doing first? What, uh, where, what were you for, into for, first? For me, the escape was a, a bit different. Uh, yeah. When I was in Quito, um, before coming over, it was very, very much trash and death and metal. That was the, the, the Quito scenery, you know? That's why I ask, it's weird, and you don't play like a metal drummer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so when when I moved from from that scene to here, it was a little twisted because I was in the idea that here I was gonna find the mecca for hard hardcore music and loud, you know, distortion yeah. guitars. It was it was the kingdom for this. Yeah. And the the first flick of the TV was Nirvana, Pearl Jam, this kind of vibe. So yeah. I, I was very pulled away from that, that the whole thing, you know. Like America's fucked up in some ways like that. that. I was not hearing, you know, a lot of the screamings and, and all these yeah. all these, you know, Power madness shit, yeah. coming out of out of, of out of the lyrics. And and that's when I started finding my own paths. And yeah. funny enough, mm, during during high school times there was a little matinee show uh, or like a like a little place near near my high school. Uh, mm. it was called the Cape. I my parents moved to the states and we started living in new jersey so you know new jersey has some yeah. some scene but in, sure. in, the, in the mid 90s it was mostly you know this this kind of like alternative rock or yeah for sure rap rap core whatever right. yeah now, right? yep yep for sure so, so so for me it was like this this little room was my passion that's mm -hmm. when i saw casualties choking victim once you know and that's 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 my immediate response to okay this is the kind of music that i'm into because this is more like the music I was listening back. Yeah, it had the balls. We, we ended up on the same label with the casualties. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, crazy! <laughs> there you go. And Eugene, and yeah, Eugene, right. see, this is weird because obviously I'm Ecuadorian. I know, but I know a lot about the year how the European youth came up. Not everything, but I I grew up going in Europe. Basically, also, we I've been wow. going there for thirty years almost. You know, with the band. Touring, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So touring and stuff. So I know I'm just saying I'm more intact than with the average, um, let's say, uh, uh, a European 
um, heavy music kid than the average South American kid, which I know a lot, but right. I, I grew up, you know, just friends in Europe. You, what, 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 what came in? How, how did you start? I mean, it's a little easy. Again, metal is big. That's why I figured South America metal is powerful. And then it's punk rock and right. it's, you know, that, and then everything else in the middle. And I know metal is huge in Europe and especially yeah. in your area. So I'm assuming yeah. metal was the entrance, right? Metal, you nailed it. Metal is the entrance, you know, yes. but um, by, by, you know, when you're 13, you're already like, I mean, listen, I'm all for Ronnie James Dio, but like, you know, songs about like fucking dragons in space is like not what's up, you know, like when you're yeah, like 14, yeah. like, and you're living in a neighborhood, like trying to like survive the dudes in the next block, you know? Yeah, yeah, no like, dragons, just drug dealers. Fucking songs. <laughs> you know, so you start getting into different kind of music, into punk and hardcore. And we had a few bands from Poland come over, this band called Deserter, who was like a real fucking punk hardcore band that uh, Joe, Joey Shithead from DOA, he produced yeah. their second Joey album. Shithead. You heard him and yeah. he's like, what the fuck? Like, I got to get this out. So I, I know those dudes from back then, you know, like the singer would come out and in in a fucking shirt from a psychiatric ward, you know, and that <laughs> show would last like fucking five minutes, like all these Soviet assholes would run yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah, crazy. The show. yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was like that. So, but then, uh, you know, so I was already exiting out of metal, and and of course, all the kids who were, I mean, I had like a good hang. There was a, there was a kind of like a, you know, a few kids who were older than me who yeah. really knew what's up in that music. Yeah. And they were, you know, they would give me all those punk and disorderly compilations, you know, all the OE bands, you know, yeah. Angelica Upstarts, One Way System, like Exploited. That was like my, 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 you know, it had yeah. energy. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was listening to that. And then, you know, and then some of them started going, becoming like, you know, they were like, hey, we got to like shave all this stuff off. We're like, you know, get butter. Skin part. Yeah, and, yeah. You and let's go. Yeah. yeah. Well, like a next level, you know. And uh, of course. I remember clearly how I sensed uh, this one dude, uh, Baton, he gave me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and Baton gave me uh, a, a tape of MOD. Mm -hmm. And uh, I listened to it, and uh, he was also like kind of out of metal, but, but he was like, this is like hardcore. And I was like, sounds like metal. He's like, yeah, but it's not metal. It's like yeah. this other thing. Yeah, yeah, I love explaining it. So yeah, yeah. it's some other I was, shit. I listened to it and I was like, okay, I actually get it. It's it's punk. It's like punk metal. It's more pure impact. Yeah. You know, and I, was, and I just kind of was like in the back of my mind and all those dudes like became scans and like, you know, went on their own yeah. trip. And then, and then basically I came to the States, like right, you know, I was like 2016. I was, my family immigrated. And yeah. I landed right here when, like, I had all that, like, punk rock background, but I landed right here when, like, shit was on, man. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. And that in the Manhattan period with everything, like, from the bar, would you, both of you guys, the bar scene connected with the music scene, with the alternative scene, with the underground heavy scene, with yeah. the hip hop, all that was connected. We used to go from a hardcore show to a hip hop show, yeah. to a, like to a to a trance lounge, to the after hours, save the robots, and you know the deal. Uh, yes. End up in some two days later somewhere in some weird cave, of Manitoba's basement or some shit. Yeah, so I mean, 
that the time was so fertile that like you know like becoming a fan of nirvana was like not an option like yeah 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 okay you know what i mean like i know exactly like, what you mean i already like so like you know like fugazi and shelter you know and like yeah you know? for sure <laughs> you know so, I mean? so let me ask you uh now let's start with this the name because the name is great i don't know what it means but it feels right <laughs> It feels like what you guys are one, and it feels like I feel like downtown Manhattan, the gritty down. I feel that shit when I hear. It, I go, oh, that's like one of the down the bands that I knew from downtown. Like, right. oh, they're playing the bar. Oh, we'll go after the show. They playing here. Right, right. You know what, what you guys? You know what, where you guys come from? Where we all come from? And it feels right. like that. But I'm like, what does it mean? Like, oh, and where did it come from? And it matches you motherfuckers. I don't know. I just man. Well, it matches. It, it, it's like you're you're digging deep into the vortex of creation of the name. I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> I was living on Ridge Street, which is like Houston, right below the sea. You know. Yeah. And uh, and we had this like uh, after uh, uh, yeah, we had this uh, art gallery that was converted into. Yeah, people from the neighborhood kind of converted art gallery into kind of punk rock after hour type of place. And yeah. it was amazing. And the band was just coming together. I mean, I was playing, you know, by myself, like with acoustic guitar in Ukraine and bars on Lower East Side first. And yeah. It was a duet and trio was rapidly growing, you know, but like 97, 98, 99, you know, this place appeared and I was DJing in there and kind of running the place because I was living right above it. That's yeah, kinda, it was a neighborhood kind of effort, you know. And uh, <laughs> I was like, eh, eh, you know, when a, a name need to reflect this situation, you know, here we are. It's like, you know, four in the morning and we're about to go on stage, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like. You know, but like I wanted to signify that it's like the root is back in Ukraine. So Gogol yeah. is a you know famous Ukrainian writer. Okay, I and, didn't know that, but good. I'm glad. You well, know. yeah, Nikolai Gogol is like a you know. A I got my GD. I got thrown out of high school, so you got to work with <laughs> me. Well, yeah. So is is important was for me because he was from Ukraine and kind of you know Russians always said that he was Russian, and I was like, no, bring it all back home, baby. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, you know? I got you. So it was like, you know, and uh, part of part of the mission. And then you know, bordello, like the word bordello, like where I come from, it kind of stands for like kind of chaos, disorder, yeah, havoc, yeah, some kind of some gotcha. kind of some kind of you know wildness, craziness. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So I was just like, kind of like that. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not because it matches. Like I again, I said, oh, that's this is fucking perfect. Like, and from uh, now, let me ask. So on purpose, I didn't go, and I didn't. I, I told you, even when we talked earlier, I said I don't even want to talk, even about what you, Pedro. I said I don't want to talk. I want to talk when I see you guys. <laughs> I don't want to go look at old interviews. I don't want to do none of that shit. That's right, why I right. got you guys. I asked sure. you guys. Like, if I met you, this is what I'll ask you, what I'm asking you about. Because this is what I'm more curious about. You know, I'm like, what I want to know this. So, I, I don't know. I know what you guys sound when I saw you. What? All right, now, and early on, I do know that you did a lot of this stuff by yourself. Correct, Eugene? You started kind of writing the songs by yourself. So, 
I'm assuming you being by yourself, it was obviously more, you know, like the folkish style because you're with the guitar and maybe like that. When you started adding the be- the band element, were you planning to go like you you ended up because you got like the percussion section and yeah, you know what? It was a little bit backwards from uh, from this theory because that it was already kind of like second chapter of 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 like my music doing. Gotcha. I started out by playing punk rock in in Ukraine, play electric guitar, and I in first my my first band actually here in the states was with the dudes from Vermont. It was basic. It was a thrash crossover band like Epitaph. Gotcha. Epitaph. It was actually the wrong. It was like we were listening to Leeway. Yeah. And like you, you know, like rest in pieces. That was like. The real shit, like, which I want to say, you a real hardcore fanatic. Like, there's people, everybody knows the Bad Brains, the Ramones, of course. Yeah, he yeah, sent me yeah, a yeah. tape yesterday, a picture, and it's rest in pieces. And I was like, okay, he knows the Because <laughs> yeah. 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 the average motherfucker does not know that, period. You yeah, know you, I mean? you know, it's, uh, it's just these kids that I was hanging out with in Vermont, they fucking knew what's up, like, on the highest level. Like, yeah. These guys were like sages of punk and hardcore. Yeah, yeah. They had a New York connection and their vector, like their aesthetic was just like really set on this. So, you know, and and you know, and you know how you know how it is in like punk rock hardcore scene, it's very all inclusive. Like, is it I was like from fucking refugee house, you know, yeah. I met them on the street. Next Come thing on. I knew I was at the fucking uh, you know, Fugazi show. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? So they just gave me like stacks of records, you know, and, and, and then they walk me through it. You know, I would come over there and just spend the whole day with them, a whole night. And I, it, I was absorbing information like that very quickly. But the bands that like, re, I mean, I loved like, I mean, this shit cannot not like not not blow your mind. Like if you're like, you know, Chromags, bad brands, like. It doesn't matter how strong of a stomach you have and how well prepared you are. Like once you hear the shit, you're done, so you know. So, but on the top of that, I remember like you know, AF of course. But when I was like, for some reason, like rest in pieces was like my to go to band, and I had a couple of dudes that like Maddie, Mad Dog, and you know, a couple other dudes from yeah, we're like really on it. And we kind of had like this club of like rest in pieces club, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember actually I went, I went to uh, see uh, uh, Sick of It All and Agnostic Front uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and I was talking to Craig uh, backstage and I, I was like, you know, and I somehow brought up like, yeah, man, you know, I was used to listen to Sick of It All and like, you know, like from like, yo, such a way back in the day. And uh, there was this band's, you know, uh, uh, rest in pieces, and he was just looking at me like, yeah, I was yeah. rest in pieces. Uh, yeah. I was like, what? Like, you know, because, you know, you carry the tape in the pocket all your yeah. life, but you don't have all the credits. You know, I like, know. You know what I mean? I I've was totally. Like, well, of course, you, you know, and and then I remember that, uh, you know, one of, one of the guys from uh, Rest in Pieces went on to, like, I, I read somewhere that one of the guys on Rest in Pieces went on to play with Helmet. Helmet, Rob. So, 
I yeah. went to see Helmet first show. Like there was like 20 people there, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so again, downtown, you know, that's what I loved. You have yeah. guys like you, guys like the Helmet. Not everything was a hardcore punk, but it all came. We all had the same vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, punk hardcore vibe. Definitely, definitely. You know, it's an attitude. I tell people, hey, forget the sound. It's a fucking attitude because you could sound like anything. You know what I mean? You know, anybody parrots repeat anything, but when you you yes. can feel this shit. Seriously, you know I mean? just like that. What blew me away is that like punk was a rapidly evolving music, but hardcore was like jumping in these quantum leaps like every fucking two weeks. Like yeah, you know. I remember I was walking down the street in in Burlington. You know, these guys that I met at the hardcore show, they were like just pulling up on the car, and they're like. Hey, Eugene, like, I didn't even speak fucking English then yet, you know? They're yeah. like, hey, man, you want to go see another hardcore show with us? And I was like, yeah. So I jump in the car with them, and, uh, you know, I thought we are going to, like, 242 Main or fucking Club Toast <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fucking five hours later, we're, like, in, uh, in Antrax in Connecticut. Uh, you know? they can't. <laughs> That's you know, a little bit, but you got the classic. Oh, my fucking parents let them know. I'm yeah, you know, like two days later, you know, Pedro Eugene's almost like Forrest Gump. He ended up in some classic places, <laughs> like not even knowing, like the anthrax and whatever. So, but okay, let me ask you this, Pedro. When, when, all right, you met Eugene, you knew the band. How formed was the band? Because I now, obviously, I also I'm assuming you have uh, you know, the band, and then when you could do bigger stuff. You could always expand on extras. I'm assuming, right? As far as let's say dancers or whatever, you know, the other show part of the show. Or, or is every time you guys travel with the show, I see you with that I saw you guys with. No, the band. When I met the band, the band was already formed and running. Like it was like, already, but like what, what we saw, like, sorted, like sorted what we out. saw already, I, I right? As, a, as as an extra, as an extra you know, extracurriculum event happening. Yeah, because when I went to, actually, when I went to, to give Eugene my music, within those days, Eugene was also uh, working on demos and stuff like this, always working always on doing music. music. yeah. And, and he showed me this, this uh, 60 Revolution song, right? And yeah. he said, yo, Pedro, why don't you do something on it? And uh, I was actually, within those days, I was pretty much involved with Todos Tus Muertos, this, this band from Argentina that was doing Punk and and like a little bit of reggae, all mixed up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was like, oh man, that sounds great. Let me let me do something with it. And that's how I pretty much became a little bit of participant, if you may call it, gotcha. into the project, right? But then, you know, later on in the day, you know, Eugene called me and said, yo, let's record this song. Come to Chicago. That's you know. That, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was so in shock. But but when I came already, the band was already running. So so for me, it was just the first tour was like an immediate, like, let me call my job and quit so I can keep going with this. Gotcha, yeah. I love it. And I was just part of one song at that moment. Yes, and yes I eventually yes. grew up within the gotcha. band. Yeah. Gotcha. It, I mean, I don't know if Brother Hootsie had already in mind that, yeah, let's, let's mash it up. But, yeah, 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 yeah. From earlier, from earlier in the day, since we already knew each other, we kind of, our main, our main, point of, of connection was was all this punk rock music that we knew from different angles and from the scene, you know? So yeah. that's what pretty much came into, it, into the game. It's cool, it's cool that it happened organically like that. You liked what he did. Hey, get on this song. And the next thing you know, he's always, you know, you never I, leaves. I, I, exactly. I was there to just bring the vibe. I mean, I was like, if you want to play clarinet, that's fucking fine. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. 
<laughs> okay, now let me ask you this, Eugene. Again, so I don't, I, I, did, I never, I didn't go back. I'm learning everything new again because I'm fat. Again, I'm fascinated. I love what I saw. Period. So you started from by yourself. Now the next stage of the band is it what I saw again? Because I'm fascinated how this crazy Ukrainian punk metal kid ends up basically being a, 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 a what do you call it? Um, a conductor. Of a fucking <laughs> punk rock circus of Soleil. Because that's what I said. I said that shit is like circus of Soleil shit with fucking guitars. Right. Well, uh, fuck, I mean, you know, it's a snowball. So in the in like kind of to answer you more precisely, nobody has ever seen Gogo Bordello show twice same way. <laughs> I got you it got was you. never the same because you know there is a core of the band and that's amazing some people kind of you know some people come and go because they bring the vibe you know it's it's a happening it's a fucking artistic thing it's living there is a core of the band we have core members that's been around since like you know since 99 and 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 um you know it's like and in a way that's kind of how should be like you know what i mean you like the i know i so listen i just got goose pimples because i said you know what a great position as a musician to be able to, from jump to understand say look yeah we got a core thing but we could be whatever we want tomorrow today it's this and it's always oh we like this so we could add this we could add that you know a band like us, early on, all musicians, we think we got to stay in this one box, right. you know, to be that what you just said right there. I literally got goosebumps because I was like, that's an amazing thing. And one of the most organic ways to make music, because you were like, yeah, you never seen it twice. You know why? Because, yeah, I might add this section to it and it might be right for this. And it might be right. just to be able to do that. Yeah, is, exactly. Exactly. It, 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 you know, it's brave, one, two, to be creative and to see that big picture. I'm fascinated by that shit, to see the big picture of shit like that. It's crazy. To me. Yeah, there is a risk in taking that because, you know, some stuff is, uh, you know, it's there's a lot of kind of smashing atoms and see what happens, you know. But like by taking that risk, you know, I think that part of the longevity of, of mm -hmm. our band, at least, is, is, is that because it's. Like every tour, there we kind of it's like a new Rubik's cube. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe by the end of the tour, we're all uh, almost putting the yeah. fucking cube together. It's like, yeah, I know, because <laughs> yeah, because I'm fascinated even by that. Like I was watching, I was looking, I go, look at nobody bumps into nobody. <laughs> I said, and even uh, if you, and even if you do, you do. make it look good. <laughs> but I'm watching, I'm bumps, watching yeah. everything. I'm watching the playing. I'm watching who's playing, how they're playing, who's if they're really playing, how they're playing, you know, if right. all sections are really, you know, some there's bands that sometimes have a section on stage, they ain't really doing shit, but they want, you know, so I'm 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 just looking at everything. I'm a musician. I'm looking at the vibe. I'm looking at damn, these motherfuckers are tight. How could they do all that? Keep it boom, boom, boom. No, we busy. We busy, bro. That's what I mean. It's like, we I got busy, you know? Yeah. And I'm fascinated how, even if you think it's not organized, how, uh, un, how organized, it's organized mayhem. Yeah, well, you know? It, you know, I mean, this background of like, 
going to punk and hardcore shows early on when you're a kid, you know, you know, you know the atmosphere, you know, all that stuff that people were, all this stupid shit that people say, like, oh, the scene is violent, you know, all that, all, you know, it's fucking tiring to hear because, like, yeah. when you're inside of it, you know exactly what's happened, like, that it's a scene of uh, fucking charismatic characters with full of fucking individual style and spades and and that's what's up in that scene so you know kind of that vibe where everybody's like expressing themselves and like in the audience and on stage and happen and fucking nobody's asking nobody do it's already on you know yeah yeah that's kind of the vibe i mean we all know this and uh we we kind of came from there, so you go and get on stage and you continue it there, and you know perhaps perhaps over playing so many gigs. I mean, I don't know we played like probably like two thousand gigs at this point, but maybe uh, maybe more. But you know, it's it's becomes more be more like you sure. have like awareness of all that stuff. For but sure. it's coming from that that you just you know it's cathartic, chaotic, but it's all gonna fucking yeah. work out. You know? Yeah, for sure, because I get it. Like, I got that ninja sense, but very light because Freddy's crazy. So I learn how to feel him without looking, dodge. I know chords right. when not even looking. You know, I know that. But you you got a football team on stage. No, I'm no, like, we're really <laughs> intentions. No, totally. No, we're yeah. really intentions of each other. Yeah. No, we also fit in the show. We also fit from each other's lines. Like, there's moments where Brother Kutz is improvising, so we need to add to that improvisation to make the pop, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it has come it has come within the time of also doing yeah, it Yeah, yeah, you suck. You know? The more you do it, the more you feel it. Because, yeah, totally, that's what totally. I, I... I was curious on the organization, because I'm like, we're all gorillas. You know what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> wow, when we make... I know gorillas can make beautiful things, but I'm always fascinated. And I and I saw that, and I was like, now, now let me ask you this. What's the... Um, so how long, Pedro, you in the band since what? Two, 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 since 2000, official, well, officially meaning since the moment I, I recorded 2005, kind of. So, okay. But, but, but we know each other from way before that. And we 2001. Did, yeah, we did our thing before he that, too. He didn't know he was in the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get, I get a little. Like, he was <laughs> guesting with the band. I, mean, <laughs> I was, he, I was. He's kind, of, yeah, yeah, he's kind of withholding some info because I was like, hey, you know, Give me one fucking reason so you I, you know you can be in the band like because he was you know he plays bass too yeah, but, yeah. and yeah uh, but Carl Alvarez from Descendants, Descendants was right. was in a bass with us at the, the time you know wow you know and uh, so I was like can can you rap and he was like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, can you sing? He's like, he's like, definitely not. <laughs> I was like, can you rap? He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. fucking rap anyway. You know what I mean? But then we found ways, you know, because it's really like, you know, talking about that whole like exchange program of yeah, we co- of uh, you know, Eastern Europe meets uh, meets uh, South America in New York City. Yeah, you know, it, it goes beyond this because, yeah. You know, Pedro here, um, I mean, I'm going to share a little bit of <laughs> exciting private information. He married a Ukrainian girl who was born and raised on my street totally, back in totally, Kiev. Totally, totally. like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, fucking yeah. make that up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that would be like some shit that I would like to make up, but it's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And this is a borough of, like, Kiev that's, uh, it's a... 
it's called a balloon. So I grew up in like a fucking last building in a city. Like after gotcha. that, it's just a fucking uh, prairies. Gotcha. And then, you know, in Chernobyl and this industrial, like all fucking built, no trees, sand, pavement. So close to some parts of Bronx, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind yeah, of yeah. vibe. You know what's crazy? What I noticed from traveling Europe many years, Pedro, you got you got to go to Europe, obviously. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you probably you you'll you could probably you know uh, also agree with me. For some reason, Eastern Europe in general has that, world, right? They have. Totally. I said these are Latin people with hair on their body. Totally. You know, like, these are hairy white South American, straight up. I go, you know, in America, they paint the pictures of certain things. You know, they definitely, you know, stern face, beautiful women, stern face all what? over the area. But I, I get it. It's you know, the, it's your terrain where you come. But when you go through that, those are the people. When I would go there, it didn't matter if it was Poland, all those areas. It's, yo, come with us. Come oh, eat. Yeah. Okay. Come on, let's go eat. It's that love. Brother, Don't get me brother, wrong. Brother, Germany, I got a lot of love, but it's different. That that warm, like what we're used to as yeah. being Latin Americans. They're I touching, found that. You know? They're touching. touching. When people yeah. talk to you, they touch you. That's what you it is. Tie, they, they hug. Like, there's no other. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Eastern Europe is definitely... The similarities with South America is that the people are the same. Crazy, same thing. You same know, warmness. Yeah, like I'll go like if it's uh, you know whatever in the movies you hear you know Bulgaria the bad guys in a 007 movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> I go to Bulgaria. I, I hug everybody. They hug yeah. me. You know, it's like you know and we don't know. You we have a stereotype, but then I I found though a lot of those people. That's that's why I'm not surprised you guys get each other. That's not. I'm not surprised it, it, by it. Actually, if you ask your friends who were like going to that parties before that I was throwing, they'll probably tell you like 50% of people that, or maybe, or maybe 90%. Or so yeah. They were all from Colombia. Yeah, and, uh, of you course. Know, like the Mexico, Argentina. Yeah, like, of uh, course. Listen, this is, I just remember this. Uh, there's a Ukrainian dance company here in New York City called Sizokrily, the, 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 the silver winged. Uh, eagle and uh, the, their leading star guy is Puerto Rican. Crazy, wow, I met, there you yeah. go. I these Puerto Ricans get everywhere, right? I met him in 1999 or 2000, you know. And uh, he's he's the he became as a he started wow. as a dancer, but he loved it. He was a he's a Puerto Rican guy from Bronx. Wow, go for yeah, it. He was a he's an excellent dancer. He will he plays a, he, he dances for Harlem Dance Company now. Yeah, but he's still that's, good, that's the real shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like yeah, yeah, that's, that's top Martin, shit. But he's still uh, teaching. He's now the teacher in that Ukrainian dance company. And that's, I mean, I remember meeting him and like I can see that because it's so expressive and athletic. Yeah. And you know, it's got so much gusto that yeah, yeah, he, he why reps. would Puerto Rican guy yeah. from Bronx get down with Ukrainian funk so heavy? Like, yeah, I yeah. see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how that happens, but you know, again, traveling, I've been I basically grew up, you know, we've been going to there since 93, 94, almost 30 years. Wow. You know, like I literally spent more time there. I, you know, I grew up with people. I always say that oh, I grew up in Kreuzberg, Germany. I grew up, <laughs> I, I hang out with them more than some of the my friends, yeah. you know, yeah. like that I do you from that grew up in my own neighborhoods, you know, and it's it's crazy how the mashup is. Now, let me ask you this because you guys 
Okay, besides, I know coming from a punk, metal, or whatever, you guys got to do some really cool shit, you know, like crossover, you know, and as far as show-wise, and mm -hmm. even people that like your band from all walks of life. Who are some of the coolest people that you pop, that probably were into you guys that, forget the hardcore people, like any other types of music, like known famous people were like, wow, they saw you guys play a festival and were blown away. Any like, you know what I mean? Because they gotta be for sure. Right. Um, or anybody interesting, you know what I mean? Any, cause you guys. Like, like Joe Afra, for example. When, well, I mean, with him is cool. yeah, I mean, it's like this, you know, we cross paths with many people, but people we keep in touch is yeah, still going to be from our world, you know, of course, of course. Yeah. So, so, I mean, some, some great jazz musicians, you know, like that really always stands out because just yeah. people are just like, you know, sure. they have a whole different hang and it's a different mentality. So, you know, like David Amram, like people who like played with Charlie Parker, you know. Okay, like, all right, yeah, all right. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's people yeah. that we would, you know, um, that even, well, Madball's straight caveman music, but we, <laughs> once in a blue, got to do some cool things. That's why I asked with you guys that your sound is so broad that I know at a festival, you know, you could get from a rockabilly, a punk, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, a lot okay, of different. I gotcha. You I know gotcha. what I mean? Well, well, first of all, I do have to say that Madball is extremely funky. Yes. Like, that's just like fucking... I take thing. pride in that. I take it's pride in that. It's something that, like, is irreplicable. Like, it's on fucking a level that's, like, fucking only... Maybe you need to have a trained ear to understand the funkiness of that, but it's right. just, like, fucking, yeah. Thank you. You know, that's... It's unreplicable in that sense. So, to me, it's very musical and... And, uh, you know, the little who the hooks that appear that are like, you know, black and blue, like, yeah, that's a fucking life. It's a lifetime of a hook, you know, it's yeah, just like yeah. what I love about hardcore music is like it doesn't like fucking dwell and like, yo, we got a hook. It's like, yeah, we got yeah. a hook and fucking we move on, you know? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, for sure. I get you. I know. But for us, it was crazy because um, we were lucky that since going to Europe and doing festivals early in the early 90s. We got to do a lot of cool festivals where back then we were like the only hardcore band on. Mm. So, you know, it was a big deal in general. You know, it was a little bit more like early full force, early of uh, grass pop festivals, early uh, world mm -hmm. rocks, all these big, you know, early versions of them. And um, um and, 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 and it's cool. And it's, it's just cool to freaking um, the, fe the whole festival thing. Let me ask, wait, hold up. But let me ask you this. You did Lollapalooza? Yeah, we did Lollapalooza several times, yeah. Several, yeah, because that's that was the thing why a lot of people were like, no, that they were the ones killing everybody on Lollapalooza. Now, what <laughs> what, what, what was the, the, that's what I'm saying. So, okay, on, on for instance, okay, so I was saying in the festival thing, uh, we, I, I, this is an example. We we played a, f a festival one time and it was us, Corn, and um, Los Lobos. Right, and, right. And, Listen, listen, listen. The highlight for our band, me and Freddie, was Los Lobos. First yeah, of all, of they watched our whole set. They were going crazy. They were going insane after yeah, the yeah. show. Check this out. After the show, they were like, they grabbed us. They were like, yo, you, you know, you know, you could tell when people are genuine about yeah, 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 oh, a good show. Or they were like, yo, they read, you could tell they were excited about the band. 
they were all excited. And I'm like, yo, they sing the bomba. That's my shit like that. <laughs> the movie, everything, right? Check this out. Long story short, they ended up playing New York City a couple of months later. Stigma was there. They had Stigma backstage. Los Lobos, Vinny Stigma. I'm like, so to me, that's like, you know, again, it's cool. I met, you know, we play with Black Sabbath, my favorite band, though. I play with Metallica, cool. But I mean, Los Lobos and shit like <laughs> yeah. that is like kind of well, cool. Well, you're going to enjoy this fun fact. Fredo, our previous drummer, he's yeah. playing in Los Lobos now. Get out of here. Look at that. You see, I He was in the Beasties uh, in, uh, you know, in their lineup, the instrument, that whole instrumental era. Yeah. And just their live outfit. Gotcha. You know, and, uh, which is why we ended up doing a record in our oscilloscope studio in the Adams uh, studio here the, in yeah. Tribeca when Fredo joined. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You, I get what you're saying. The musicians of other yeah, uh, you know, like, vibe, but like, that, that connects with our vibe. Well, yeah. for me, like a doorway into that was like, you know, uh, Brazil. Like I, as we started that whole, you know, uh, South America, Eastern Europe exchange program. Yeah. I ended up living in Brazil for seven years, you know, because mm, you know, know people that. came to my party and they're like, hey, I do not feel bad for you. You hear this guy, so like, Pedro, you hear him? I live in Brazil. I don't feel sorry for you at all. You do. <laughs> you know, so, so we're in Brazil. What, what, what city? What city? Sao Paulo. Oh, my friend, my real, my spot, too. Listen, Brazil listens to us deep. And Matt, and you already, you know, they got roots in punk, hardcore. Yeah. You know, Sao Paulo, of course, but Rio, too. Madball's yeah. first um, shows in, in, in Brazil was, you know, Rio brought us out. Like, we were playing Rio de Janeiro early, oh, you know, probably, early 90s. Yeah, the the Progresso, probably. Crazy. Probably. It was a good times. Crazy times. Like, great, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. Wow. We played a, a garage. It's crazy. Uh -huh. Real crazy. <laughs> it's a real, real, real danger style. You know the vibe. I was there, and you know, because there's a punk scene. I mean, you probably know Comunidade Ninjitsu. Yeah, the, of course. That uh, all those guys, like, and yeah, of course, you know. And yeah. the guys that brought us were the Boneyard Boys. They had uh, one record shop that had hardcore punk for a little while. They had a little tattoo shop. Right. And they're the ones who brought us out. They ended up being. One of them passed away, my boy Sergio, but they were the guys who brought us, like, hardcore fanatics. Yeah. They had a little store. They just loved it. They were like, we got to bring you to Rio. And then we yeah. ended up doing Rio, Curitiba, Santos, course, yeah. all, all that. We Many times, man, we were lucky, man. Curitiba, huge, uh, huge Ukrainian community. So wow. It's, it's amazing because, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of Ukrainians in uh, Argentina, Brazil, and, in fact, you know, uh, the, the uh, Freddie Chernobyl from Freddie Chernobyl from Comunidade Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, and I was already playing their stuff in my DJ sets here in New York. Once yeah. I got there, you know, we met, you know, a couple parties Put it together. together. And it turns out to be that dude is Ukrainian too. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> you Ukrainians. Yeah, yeah listen. <laughs> you know what? I think they eat the ceviche because there's a Ukrainian everywhere. Judge. <laughs> so we ate our pierogies there. You know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But and, from and, the kind of, but, but from the kind of like other kind of walk of musician in Brazil is a kind of good gateway because, you know, their vibe is so uh, you know, it's uh, it's Brazilian vibe. So you know, 
Saint George is probably like a musician that stands out to me in a way that he's not rock or anything, yeah. but more kind of really like that exactly. soulful samba vibe. But uh, yeah. I really got into that. Like I was kind of almost like became like collecting bootlegs kind of level fanatic, even though like that dude was like bringing me onto his show on his bike. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just like secret the security, you know, hop on this fucking thing and we're there. But I was like, yeah, this dude is like a portal into some like fucking vibe that I'm jonesing for, you know, it's just so yeah. soulful and like, um, yeah, super unique and kind of dark, but like super, yeah. super swaggered. So Sergio George and yeah, once in a while we'll connect with, with like musicians that, I don't know, like Robert Plant, like from, you that's know, what, that's, that's what I mean, what people would know, like, you know, obviously, because being musicians, sure, we sometimes we're like, oh, look at this guy, but the fact is being musicians, we're jaded that the cool, the cool <laughs> shit ain't cool no more, you know, and unfortunately, but I still know that it's cool to some people like the one on one yeah. like that, because I know that I'm curious of that because I yes. know like somebody out of the like the robber plants must have seen you guys and, and not and cannot deny it and be like, yo, that shit is fucking I like well, that. Shit. That's the thing. I'm only mentioning people who are like meaningful in terms of like there's continuity, like we keep in touch. And oh fuck that. Who cares? No, those are real, but I'm talking about the fakers, you know, the <laughs> part-time pop. I'm just saying it for the pop star for the fantasy, you know, forget the real people. Now, I was, you know, I, no, but like the, the Robert Plant, no, because it's cool to to show, you know, people from our world. I always appreciate it still, like that, like. Wow, guys from this world who could appreciate that because I hear us in that and, and punk and hardcore in that. Wow, they like that. They like craziness. Oh, they hear, you know what I mean? I could kind yeah. of connect the dots. And and it and it surprises me sometimes. That's why I'm always curious and shit, you know? Yeah. No, there there is that. I mean, it's funny because Robert came to our we like we met him first time in 2005. And he came because uh you know he said John Paul Jones told him to go and check it, you know. You know what I mean? So exactly. I like, imagine that. Yeah, like, no, you that, know. that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that's what I mean. That's real cool because you know, like I'm saying, like I'm not even into these bands, but when there's people OGs that come from the music scene and, and we're recognized, it's good to be recognized for what we do. You know that because we we put a heart into it. So it's for like sure. even if I don't like you, but you appreciate my heart, I cannot hate you for appreciating my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that the hardcore scene actually has a lot of, um, it, it has a lot of extra kind of cred that it's sometimes maybe not aware of because it has such a, you know, it's a, it's integrity sure. driven kind of kind of scene. And, and the, when you're inside of it, it's, it's it because it's a cult, you know. It's it's small. It's it's not the biggest scene in the world, but it's, it's yeah. consistent. It's there, and it's a fucking great art form. So yeah. whoever everybody is fucking who has art, fucking whoever has a fucking knack for art, sees it from a hundred sure. miles away. For sure. Yeah, especially New York hardcore because it's so distilled. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, I had a I had a, you know, like my friends you know, who've been around for, who grew up here, they always say, you, you, you have a unique perspective because 
you kind of saw from outside and yeah. suddenly and in non-chronological order we yeah. Were, yeah and i kind of thought about it because jesse jesse Malin reminds me that all the time like you know like you see it in a very kind of yeah. like fucking uh, panoramic way but all at once yeah yeah, yeah for sure and i'm and it's exciting for me because i'm still figuring out we're kind of like a puzzle you know yeah it's a lot of like a, a lot of that and but what's important is that it's a very uh, charismatic and uh you know my uncle is a painter so i yeah. grew up with him like expressing baby sitting me like you know he's like academically trained painter composition uh fucking you know like they all like my family thought i'm gonna become a painter too i went into punk rock instead <laughs> but part of me is in that land you know what i mean yeah so when i see that like expression. music has this aesthetic and they have the look and they have the logo and the logo reflects the music and it's all distilled like that yeah yeah it's a great art form yeah. And 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 For now sure. you know years go by and I listen to these songs and I'm like, like during pandemic people were like you know looking you know for yeah. to go to stuff to get them through stuff or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Are. I just went back to listening to like you know all the hardcore records and and in fact you know, <laughs> and that's why the songs they they they're always in the back of my mind like standing test of time so i start playing them acoustically yeah and that's kind of how whole thing came about but i wanted to to, to play something because i dig this out recently all right so, all right so back in so my friend in ukraine right saved this fucking tape from 1990 right like this is the tape. a tape everybody kids it's a, over it's there a, it's a tape made in soviet union see like the fuck look at that shit <laughs> so I brought this tape with me blank from Soviet Ukraine back then. And as I was learning about, you know, hardcore here, I'm, I was actively exporting what I was learning about. And I had this like uh, audio zine going yeah. that's selling mailing tapes. And so this is the tape from back then that I sent to my friend, you know, you, you got to get loaded this. <laughs> this is what's up. And so... This is my audio zine from 1990. And, uh, yeah, well, it's playing You feel me? Like, <laughs> you got good taste. I knew that already. When I heard the cover, I knew it. Do you get the fuck up in your life? You just don't care! You know? That's amazing. When you showed you showed me that tape, he showed it the other day. I go, I go, oh shit! I go, and he had a zine, you know. Again, yeah, well, I look at, I'm a super hardcore kid, but I, there's yeah. a special hardcore right. kid that wants to talk about it, you know. Like that's, and I was like, wow, he was really, really, <laughs> really. Yeah, I, mean, I was it. writing for fanzines back in Ukraine, yeah. so I came here to just continue, but. It's Great. Like, I had a whole kind of like, let's rewind a little bit. Break down. My shit. He's gonna get me Yeah, it's insane. It's insane how back then you were pro 
I don't want to say that there's fake hardcore. And I don't want to, don't get me wrong. I don't hate on the new hardcore. It's a different, you know, it's just different. But it's crazy how back then when it was so hard to find music, you were getting the real shit. Totally, totally. I know. Like, I know like in the gutter, like, you know, that's the message in jail that's passed around in the mouth. <laughs> and there's, and that's not easy shit. It was, again, suicidal. Everybody knew suicide. Everybody knew bad brains. That's easier. That stuff wasn't. You had to really be into the culture. Well, I, I, I had a kind of guardian angels in a certain respect because, yeah. as you know, it's, I landed in Vermont, but as I said, it's funny to hear now fucking people talk about all inclusivity, you know. It's like, dude, in punk rock scene, it was never not, like, it was always like this. Like, they had no fucking business, like, befriending some dude from Ukraine, and, they, and we didn't. Like, it was... And I befriended them, and yeah, you know, it wasn't like, "Hey, here's one record." People would be like, "Here, take this whole fucking yeah, thing, yeah, go and see at the show," you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my voice here sounds like it's like you know, forty-five speed, but oh, it's some leeway. That's great. That's everything I'm listening to at the gym, minus ourselves, <laughs> but everything else. But that's great. Look at this is why also I, I I again I know you came from the scene and whatever. But again, pulling out certain certain bands to me, I'm like no, because I was in those rooms. I wasn't there in 1980. Right, right. I, my first show yeah. was in '88, but it was still yeah. you know still smaller. It's bigger. It wasn't like Rogers era and Jimmy G's right. era, but to no rest in pieces back then. You had to be a hardcore kid. And even right. even uh, if you were into metal, everybody didn't know I'm um, Hellhammer back then, unless you were into real he underground, um, you know, yeah. black metal. If you went to the underground stuff, you everybody knew Metallica at one point and Slayer, yeah. but they didn't know the Hellhammers, yeah. you know, or the Venom when that came out, all the extreme stuff. You know, when you knew that, you go, okay, they're really into it. It's like, uh, that. Let's get that shit out. Let's not turn up. What do we got there? What? Well, if we, since we spent so much time talking about rest in pieces, it's like, might as well Hit throw, throw something in, you know? Five golden rings on your hand. Don't tell me you live in honest life. Out of all the trash that we create, so let us go end up. Um, serving all that wonder trash, bread, wonder bread trash that comes around. Oh, oh. but out on a street with a money full of pockets, with a pocket full of money in the world in your feet. Yeah. You won't last too long. Crack down, come and take you away. Out on a street with a pocket full of money. Well, my feet. That's my shit. When it dance, your filthy hands won't wear five golden rings. That's the baddest riff right there. <laughs> yeah. Listen. The, the fucking the thing is, this song is great. Like sounds just like on the guitar. Listen. You know, like, first of all. Armand and Craig are going to love it. And again, this is crazy, President. So when he told me that, and then he mentioned, again, Rest in Pieces was my first hardcore show that I went to right, live. Right, they, they, they and, and Five Gold Rings came came out later. But yeah. when that, that riff came up, it's kind of, 
the style that I do of New York hardcore, that jumpy shit. So when he's yeah. like, five go, and I go, man, he even picked the song. I, you know, <laughs> I told him the live version is my favorite. And I'm actually real good friends with them. When they were writing that record, um, I used to hang out at their house called the Shick House. It was a known house. Um, mm -hmm. Craig, uh, my boy Devil, and Armine lived there. So when mm -hmm. they would do the demos for that record, they would bring it back and I'd get to hear it. So I was like, I loved it because that was like my favorite band was Rest in Pieces. Was, yeah. You know, Rest in Pieces and Raw Deal and then uh, Chromax, AF, of course, right, right. and all that. But that's great. And when you knew that, I was like blown <laughs> away. But what that I wanted to That was my shit, man. Seriously. Even what? the first record was amazing. And yeah. Actually, I you know the seven inch? With a, what's that? You know the, the Rest in Pieces seven inch? Rest in Pieces seven inch. So uh, they, it was Armine was originally the guitarist and they had another singer. And it sounded like shit. But when they did the My Rage, they fucking yeah, killed I don't it. have that. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I do have this one. Uh, oh, yeah, the Free For All. That's the, the shit. All, yeah. That's where yeah. they do the best I version of tapes, No Rings. Yeah. <laughs> I was there, and I was there. I I'm it. sure you were. I was at everything. You couldn't get rid yeah. of me. I was, <laughs> I was hanging out with a friend of mine. We used to jam back in Ukraine. He was in a bunch of, uh, uh, in Vermont. He was in a bunch of hardcore bands up there. And uh, we were, you know, constantly on it. He was one of the, in the rest in pieces cult. Yeah. And uh, he he pulled out a couple of tapes where we're playing rest in pieces songs. That's great. And you know, just um, keep your distance. We were yeah. covering that. We were great. great it's like a rock song. song. Those are great songs. They yeah. were like for yeah. hardcore bands. Like, yeah. oh, they're really making songs now. Before you know, your kids, you're making heavy mean. They were writing a song. Oh, they got a section for solos. Oh, they got a chorus. Right. They were paying attention to really writing songs instead of just, oh, a hard track kind of thing. That's yeah. what I liked about it. I was like, oh, they got my mind working a little bit. No, there's like so much talent in there. In fact, yeah. that, that's where kind of Walter and I kind of connected on that a lot because, you know, I was gonna he's, say. he's got that like songwriter mind too. And, Big time. And, you know, we became friends on tour you know yeah. and uh, like 10 years ago or something no, like not recent recent like like eight like seven like yeah. 2017 2018 oh, you're doing more and, and on the road with us 14 14 14 yeah so walter 14 yeah uh so you know i was used to i loved gorilla biscuits and you know and, and quicksand and and warzone and walter with the yeah, you know, warzone you know like yeah hell yeah and uh and like the more I was talking to him about it, it's like we kind of were going over stuff that had like a strong song impact uh -huh. in a way that like, you know, yeah, it was like easy to see it through kind of like Woody Guthrie kind of perspective. Yeah. Like this is, you know, Woody Guthrie, like listen to a song, you know exactly what it's about. It's fucking two minutes long and that's all it needs to be. God, you know, yeah, you fascist, you bound to lose. That's yeah, 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 walk yeah, yeah. Off, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's good. No, but that's what I was. It's funny you got in because I was like about to ask. You know exactly how was it writing with Walter because he's a songwriter guy. You know, I had him on the podcast a while ago because okay, even though we've we that was the first time we ever met was doing the podcast. We never had met. But obviously we've been around. Right. You know, we know of each other for years, and I'm a fan. So I'm a kid. Right. You know, I know. The, that he's the songwriter and I'm the right. songwriter guy too. I'm really into the theories 
what people thinking about, what, you know, the influences into yeah. sections and blah, blah, blah. And he's one of those guys. And then I saw that you guys did the record with him and I was like, wow, that shit must have been cool. A lot of creative shit must have been happening. It was meaningful in the, in the sense that uh, exactly because songwriter connection, but also just reaching that like maximum impact, you know, like, yeah, you know, I did my laboratory pre fucking production work, like sweated it. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. and then to hear that, like, you know, we have a chord on something and we get the fast. It's just really reassuring. Yeah. You know, and also, you know, like, I'm kind of like, I tend to get like a little bit overly, overly arrangement kind of fucking thing, you know? Of course, you're, you're a singer. You're, I know you want your, your fingers. The, the, the yeah, control. Exactly. I'm a control guy too, but I know how it is. You got, well, you know? We all, we all have that side. But I think it was great because, you know, with Walter on, on, on board, he was just like, dude, it's fucking done. Yeah, yeah, like, don't think <laughs> about know, it. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. see it. Yeah. Like, don't redo it. Yeah, This yeah, is yeah. it. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, and, and because I already trust his judgment for so long, because, you know, like, I don't fucking yeah, know sure. his records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and we already got smashed in the bar on the topic several times. <laughs> yeah, <So> yeah. <laughs> You know, then then it makes this pro process be a blast, yeah. Rather than some kind of tedious fucking trial and error, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and that's kind of in a way a beautiful thing of coming back around to how music should be done because we come from that world and we go on this fucking journey, you know, making it more complicated and more baroque and, and yeah, you know, yeah, all that. It, it gets stale. You know? Everything gets but stale. But at the end of the day, it's fucking clang, clang, bang, bang, yeah. and make it sweaty, make it dirty, make a pure impact. You know, so bring it back. Yeah, for and sure. For, you know what I mean? So in a way, in, in that way, we kind of he was a perfect, you know, perfect, perfect dude to collab with. You know. Yeah, that's good. Where you did the record at? Did you um? Where was the what? Where was the studio at? So we, we went up and tracked really fast. Like we booked five days in Vermont because I always wanted to do finally a record in Vermont because we always do it in like Chicago or, or LA or, or New York yeah. or, you know, but it's always different place. But I was like, I got to like pay the respects, you know, yeah, like yeah, where I landed. And in and Jerry's. A great studio there. And, uh, you know, some cool bands. Raw Francis is a cool band from there that's, you know, and, uh, you know, there's also a Drowning Man, mm. uh, fucking dope hardcore band. that They were in Revelation, actually. Yeah, for, and I remember the years. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have bands that made mark and made waves in, in, in the hardcore, for sure. So I kind of wanted to go and do it. So we tracked in four days, got back here to Brooklyn in Rift Studio. Gotcha. Great spot, you know. And, uh, you know, I think we got it done in, like, 10 days with Walter. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Good. Good, yeah. good. And, and, and Pedro, you recorded with them before? This was your first recording. Yeah, no, you no, did no. one earlier. I've been with Gold Recording since 2004. Oh, those recording. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. We did an EP, and from there on, it's been... In every single album, there's always a, a, a little Pedrito there. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, he sings <laughs> all... Well, he sings all the parts in Spanish. Like, as you're listening to the record, that's all Pedro. And yeah, exactly. He does a lot of... I mean, I sing one in Spanish. I do the the, the Malavida. Mm -hmm. We do the Maro Negra cover. Yeah. 
Listen, once you let an Ecuadorian in, it's hard to get them out. <laughs> so you fucked so, up. Get get it, used to. We share we share a lot of nostalgia and uh, musical musical you know a finesse. So easy yeah. to easy to immediately connect. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's great. When it's like that, there. I could tell, man. Like even with the whole band, like who, uh, you know, I don't know who's permanent, who's longer, who was not, yeah. but I, everybody looked like. Vibe it. You know who I was blown away to by? I was blown away by everybody, but my man on the fucking on the on the on the violin. Yes, oh, you listen, yeah. Listen, I, I, I've got to play many festivals, the apocalypse yeah. guy, you know, cool violin. Right. I've done with the metal bands with the violin. I did all the spooky shit. I and, and I, so I, I listen, I know that I'm a gorilla, I'm from the streets, but I, I got an ear on what's what. I'm not even yeah. joking. He was doing the one section solo for one of the songs. And I stopped and I think I told my boy, I go, this is too good for these motherfuckers. <laughs> like, he don't need to get like my skin was that like there was probably people crying. And I was like, he, he don't need to give it that much. Like half of that is already. I said that to myself every gig. <laughs> I know, like, like there's great players. Man, no, really. Wow. I was yeah, blown yeah, yeah. away. Well, in the way. When you said, you know, who are the musicians that you like from a different walk? I mean, they're in, they're in our band. <laughs> That's yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, we connected because of fucking New York City, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, I went kind of out of my way to find Sergey, you know, and uh, once I got him, I was just like, dude, <laughs> yeah, we got a gig day after tomorrow, and you are in. Yeah, yeah and yeah, he yeah. was like. What do you Me. mean? Like, who's that? Who, who's the band? I was like, it's not important, you know. Just like, don't worry. <laughs> you there, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah, just do that. I, I, I swear that yeah. that. And again, why? Again, I, I got excited about you guys. It's not what I would normally listen to. It's not normally what I'd be. I could be like, yo, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, they could play. Like, I was like, wow, I didn't think I would like it that much. And then I watched from from everything about it, from the playing, the visual. The sound, the writing. I'm like, man, it's a it's a full experience. Like I said, the circus of Soleil will fucking get to us. Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, this also really means a lot for me, you know, to to hear this because you know, I mean, it's like this kind of really a really a fundamental uh, influence, you know. Yeah. All the all the hardcore for me was like really really important, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, you know, I saw Madball back in, back in Club Toast, you know, yeah. several times. Yeah, crazy. Those are OG that spots. That yeah, was good, good that going. was V spot. I know that because yeah. we would do shows where we would literally drive from New York just to do one show at Club Toast and back, and that yeah. was a lot of yeah. hours in the middle of the winter. You know? Yeah, yeah. I remember you, you guys played there like probably about six or seven times. It was a, another home for us. Great scene, but uh, yeah, again, you know, everything about it. With great dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of great shows there. And in the same time, I started to drive to New York City, you know, in my shitty car to see shows. Yeah. You know, right about the 94, 95, 96, I was like, I got to... My vector was set because yeah. all the music I was excited about yeah. wasn't was that, coming yeah. from fucking, you know, Seattle, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. For sure. One more time, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, one way or another... <laughs> You know, I would I start driving there. I was and and it blew me away because you know I would go to to New York and stay with my friends from I don't know if you ever heard uh, 
Ultra B Day was this Japanese crazy kind of like noise core uh, avant-garde punk band. They were in alternative tentacles. Like, you know, I was friends with them. I would come out and stay with Hide and go to Brownies and Coney Island. Brownies, yeah. Yeah, all that, of course. And I would be like going, and then I came and played with my previous band, the Cossacks, to uh, played in CB's. Uh, Gabby from Molotov Cocktail, who worked sound in CB's, was a good friend of mine. He, I was like, wow, another punk rocker from Eastern Europe. He was from yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I started coming and I'll be like, go to Brownies and then like walk a block around, and be like, yo, it's a Ukrainian restaurant. I know. Okay. Then I was like, you know, go to Coney Island High and, and up the block. Walk across the block and be like, Ukrainian social club. That like, social club we grew up passing that shit. You know, there was always hip hop clubs and you know exactly. doing something there, yeah, something. So it was like there's so much like punk rock slash Ukraine's punk rock slash Ukraine. I was like, I gotta, I gotta go here. This is my yeah. place. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's funny how that how how shit happens. And then now and then you go from listening to these bands. You meet fucking Pedro. He's a fan. He meets you at the bar. You're doing the DJ shit, right? Oh, you went to see, right? He goes to see. He's in the band. Now you end up doing a fucking record with some guy that you you were listening to as a kid, right? Exactly. And you're mad albums and like, one, I could tell, obviously, you guys are musician guys. You guys like, I could tell you guys love making music. I could tell you love playing. Right now, you you just dropped the record. What what where, where you what's what's your guys mentality right now? Like, yeah, we just dropped the record. We ready to go out and tour. We want to play. We want to do this. We want to like what's the attitude in the band now? Because, you you know, some people are dropping records now and just like, oh, we're going to drop a record and maybe play a little. Or some people are like, <laughs> oh, motivated to like, let's let's hit the road hard. We, we you know, we have, a, we, we, we got a lot of, for whatever reason, a lot of energy or whatever up. Um, Like what's the mentality now of the band with the new record and everything? Well, it's more the later. It's the, we're not the kind of like, let's drop it and see what happens kind of people. We're like more, let's go and bulldoze this shit. Yeah. You know, so, uh, I mean, oh, we're actually, well, we, this tour starts in a week. Really. Yeah, I saw yeah. And uh, we're going to go out then we're gonna go to Europe after this. Pretty much in a, I mean, we already did like 120 shows this year. Yeah. So back out there, and it's an intense year because you know it's in this year we take on more than just art thing. It's it's a, you know it's a Ukraine yeah. resistance hardcore year, and there's a lot of responsibility on that front too. Yep. Because you yep. know uh, even connecting dots and. We, with other musicians, you know, uh, yeah, a lot sure. of musicians came out out of the woodwork. I mean, let me rephrase that. The first musicians who came out to support Ukraine, like, who were not Ukrainians. Got you. Who were they? Yeah. Oh, of course. I know you mean from the scene. Yeah. They were like, like, first track I saw somebody posted in support of Ukraine from not Ukrainian musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... Pete and Lou from Sick of It All. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, yeah. of course, you know, yeah, you know. So, uh, of course, here we go again. Then I got on the phone with Jello, you know, Biafra, who was like, we're, yeah. are we making a new track or we're, repur- you know, repurposing all, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, a for sure for that. Or, you know, old Jurgensen from Ministry, you know? Yeah. Just like legit dudes who are like on it and like you don't need to explain anything. Like, they already know who is the doers and it's like, it's like respect to the doers. So, 
right now is you know going out there is more about playing music and it's more about keep the uh, keep telling the story authentically about ukraine that it's people's struggle because you know people get lost in that like fucking it's it's age of disinformation you know people thought it was age of information it's fucking kali yuga of disinformation and for fuck's sake you know people look up look at certain people to for guidance you know like and you know unfortunately just trauma is not here right now yeah and and there's not you know some guidance gets uh gets kind of smeared yeah the truth of the matter is is that like it's like hey there is a lot of theories out there and a lot of info and there's a lot of talk and jive about proxy wars and all this stuff but it's like in the essence it's people's struggle that's been going on for centuries yeah it's not a new thing yeah and once you like once people understand that they look at it in a different way they like you know it's easy for them to understand that yeah obviously people's struggle is outside of context of any proxy war yeah for it's sure a tribal it's a long ass tribal resistance that's been there for centuries i'm from there i know yeah you know it has nothing to do with any kind of like a uh, new uh fermented frequencies of current political climate yeah. it's not right. about that at all actually I, I get it and to me at the end of the day i, I break it down to this that's your fucking story ain't nobody could tell you your fucking story if they like the scenario or not, if they like the way you present it or not, that's your fucking story. That's exactly. the problem. The problem today, you got you, you got to watch how you explain your reality because if they get offended about your reality, your you know people shit on you. Whatever the side be, I don't pick a side. I like hearing the sides. We all have a side on whatever. You know, I like chocolate. I don't like this. I like that. Whatever it be, but my, my whole shit is that it's like you know the uh, it's like um. You know, um, the people to just be authentic. And if that's your story and that's what you feel in your gut, that's what you rock with because you you die by yourself. And when you're on your deathbed, I, unfortunately, I got to see a lot of people pass away. Like I got to see them die in front of me. Right. And one thing I do know, the last thing you want anybody, from my experience at least, is you want to make sure you left, you go out, well, every stone unturned the way you wanted to as much as you can before you go out. So my wife, rest in peace, my mother, that. people like that, they went out like that. They said, listen, I'm going to take care and let you know what's what. This is how I feel. If you like it or not, I'm going to let you know because you know what? Then you could rest in peace. I, I, I say this all the time. Me, same reason. I go to sleep fine every night because I wear who the fuck I am on my sleeve. I can't hide it. You know, I can't hide who I am. You know what I mean? It comes out of my pores. I'm loud. I'm this. But everybody knows me. I'm a good dude. I'm a real dude. And, and I, yeah, you fuck with me or my family. I'll punch in the face. And if you like me and I like you, I'll hug you. And I'll do anything for you. My, my life, very simple. Very simple. But my whole thing is, I, you, what you see is what you get. You know, I say a lot of words. I may say, bitch, this word. I'm sorry. People get offended. It's my upbringing. I'm, I'm a work in progress. But my, my whole point is, uh, you know, uh, everybody has their story and people just got to respect everybody's experience. And if you do that, 
okay, you may think I disagree or whatever, but that's your experience. You know, it's yeah, like um, people no, got to just start learning. We also, we also, I guess within within the band spirits, we are also in a mission of under this idea of uh, solidarity with Ukraine flag. We also uni unifying other people's struggles. You know. Yeah, for so sure. I think, I think the, the this 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 uh, length of tour is going to be very uh, energetically, you know, positive to to the whole band because we are finally engaged in, into this mission. You know. Yeah. To, to keep to keep the message alive. And, and what's great about it again, having ethnicity in the band for a lot of reasons, not just for that. Is one, it shows New York City. You guys in New York City. <laughs> New, nothing <laughs> shows New York than variety. One. Number two, uh, um, you know, your, your, you know, if your story is to bring that the your the Ukraine story there. Look at you have an Ecuadorian with you. You got another guy, you know, it's showing it still is like we all could associate with struggle. We all and you know what? Guess what? How about if we didn't? How about if Pedro was fine? But you know what? That's your boy. So he got your back. How about that? How about that should be good enough? That should be good enough to take your boys back when they have something and they're passionate about. That's the problem right now. People that used to love each other and that would used to die for each other, now they want they're stabbing each other in their back for people that don't got their back. That's the problem going on in everyday life, unfortunately not. So, you know, like again, I back like the whole um, hey, we got a message and Whatever your message is, and you know what? This is the way we want to go. We want to make it. We, we, we have a mission. This is what we're planning to do, being assertive and and doing it in a cool way with music, with the show, with the layout, the presentation, not just let me go on the Internet and say some bullshit that everybody else is saying. That's easy. Yeah, you're talking authentic humanity, you know, and in, 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 in a lot of ways, it's like, you know, this turmoil and crisis in Ukraine because it's so exposed to the world in a way it's kind of like in a way it's kind of may bring up some of those values that to fucking behold that yeah. you're mentioning are kind of yeah. drifting away because people losing the fucking code you know For sure. they don't know what matters anymore but this kind of shit brings out things that really matters and to live by you know what i mean because people yeah. there it's nobody but people who is providing all that resistance. Yeah. I mean, it's you can arm it or disarm it all you want, but if people motivation and engagement shoulder to shoulder is not yeah. there, nothing's gonna help. Yeah, yeah. But the reason why Ukraine is winning and pushing them out with every second as we speak. I mean, we were just there, yeah. you know, we performed yeah, I there. Saw that. Yeah, I saw so, that. Yeah, I mean, I know, and we know the vibe. It's like nobody's scared there. You yeah. know what I mean? They're kicking ass. Yeah. So you know, yeah, people been fighting like forever. You know, but a lot of you know, some people also assume that, you know, uh, uh, in this part of the world, sometimes we're ignorant in the way that we 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 forget these wars. They've been fighting each other for a long time. These people are like, where I say the faces, beautiful people with stern faces. There's a reason. You know what I mean? A very hard up light, you know, upbringing yeah. coming up in, in, in those areas, you know, yeah. a lot of turmoil yeah. and just rough, you know, you know, from in, in every angle. But but the good thing is what I like is um, it, there's people right now coming out with messages and they got a bullshit product. Maybe the message is cool because it's in or whatever, but they got a bullshit product. And you can tell they made the bullshit product to just pay, make the message. To me, I think that's bullshit and vice versa. Now, if you happen to have 
a good product and you have a message, boom, that's a full package. You know, not that you need uh, to, I'm just saying it's easy to go on the computer and, and I could put a Twitter on their fake name and put, bah, 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 bah. you know, all right. But no, let me say, let me put up a collage of pictures of why I feel and, or whatever it be. Now, okay, now you're putting more into it. You really have a belief. Okay, it's now you guys, you have music. You, I know what it is to, to put yourself out there just with the music. Forget the, the lyrics, forget the, that. Just your music. You put yourself out there. Now you have some, uh, you know, uh, something that is, uh, has a lot of people behind it. You know, there's also blood on it, you know, or however you want to, you know, there's passion behind it, blood, there's yeah. tears on it. That's, uh, it, it's, 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 you have to be responsible, whatever it be. And it's also, uh, as a musician, I think how you peak when you could have a message, have a product that works like a machine, and fucking and love what you're doing, and, 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 and you know what I mean. Be far in the game and still have that fire. I think you're peaking by that. You know, if you could do that as a musician, I mean, what more you want to still be in it? That to be that excited about something with a fucking more with a with a a, 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 a moral behind it or behind with something substance behind it and right. being something we did as kids for fun. Now we're grown men with the same passion. Listen. To me, I don't know what more is. Uh, I never won the Olympics, the gold medal in the Olympics. <laughs> but I feel like I won the gold medal sometimes because that I'm lucky who I am to do what I did and yeah, come from where yeah. I come from. You know, yeah. like, you know, my, I, my son, I'm proud to tell my son everything I've done, what we write about, what we sing about, and what I've done, if it was the mistakes or, or the good, you know? Right. So, you know, and, and that's all from... We made sure when we did music, it wasn't less like, let's write some tough guy shit. We just happen to be tough guys that has something to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. How old is your son? Um, I got two. One is 10 and one is 14. Oh, so, oh yeah. man. So he, 14, that's like, you know, I remember yeah, no, on, yeah. on this tape, on this tape, I'm, in my zine, I tell a story that Freddie was 13, I think, when he started Madball. You want to know what? He was seven the first time he was on stage. Yeah, I know the famous part. But yeah, but, but yeah, but I know the photo for sure. But the but, seven, yeah, seven, the 12, yeah, 12, right. 13, he did the seven inch. I, crazy. I tell the story here because, you know, like, that's like, and it sounds ferocious. It sounds like that. Like the release is just unbelievable. You know, I, I play acoustically, I covered that song. Because I remember those songs from then, you know, like, I mean, I looked up a little bit more lyrics so I can, like, of course. understand better structure. But you know what I mean? Like, most of it just stuck with me from back then. You want to know something so, funny? That Mabel actually really officially started becoming a band was because of Europe. Because it came out in America, and it was cool. You know, people, Freddie used to come out with AF when he was little. You know, mm -hmm. wow, he was seven, ten years old. And you look at the little kids singing the song. Right. Crazy. Right. But what happened was when AF played in Italy the first time, they brought Mabel out. And people were yelling for Mabel, Mabel, Mabel. Oh. They were telling AF, wow. when you bring in Mabel, they were like, it was just a seven inch. It was in Europe. They started, it made a noise and then started picking up. And then when they came home, they started saying, hey, maybe we do this Mabel stuff. This is when he did the drop in many suckers. Right. And later right. on, he was a teenager. But was because of Europe. If it wasn't for Europe, there'd probably be no mad ball. You know, Europe was the first to be like, yeah, we like that wow. shit. Like, wow. you know, even more than America. America was like, again, America that time was getting too cool for school. You know, like, 
even including myself, the hardcore was more swag. You know what I mean? Like I was already bringing, like I brought the metal element into Madball. Cause mm -hmm. I always, I loved oi and old style shit, but I was already like, I want to do groove shit. I want to do shit with the break, you know, halftime. So Mabo was doing that. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, I did that. Like, all right. Now I want to do that. I want to break it down. Okay. So little by little, I would sneak it in. You know what I mean? Like, so you probably dig like maximum penalty. Yeah, like Raw Deal was my favorite because Raw Deal was right. not straight metal, but it wasn't just punk, hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little intricate and it, funky. Yeah, it was, it was almost fusiony in some way. Yeah, you know? very fusiony. It was like more yeah. rock than metal, yeah. but I liked that. And then what I loved was I love the demo, the first demo. I have a thing oh, for that too. That's the it's greatest. Unreal. What happened was when Chromags did the second record, which I liked, but I was my main thing was they got full stacks now. Look, at, I wanted to be, I we wear the hardcore flag back then as kids. We were like, fuck everybody, New York hardcore. <laughs> but metal always sounded, was tighter, sonically better. Not attitude-wise, but sonically, you know, technically, they had better equipment, playing tight, but they didn't have the attitude like the hardcore band. When Chromags and Leeway, now you got two guitars, full stacks, they're doing solos. Now I was like, okay. Um so that's what i did so and set it off so mabel was doing that my first song was a song called it's time and set it off so i already started doing because you can hear the judas priest that's what i like the thrash you know that's my shit so i was like mabel was doing that right so I was like, okay, nah, doing that shit, you know? Like the joy you were describing was kind of, I mean, I think that worked for a lot of people because, yeah, you started metal, then you move on to punk, and then you go on like, like or don't, or yeah. you kind of like, you never go back to metal unless you, unless you're kind of like one of like more, more energy driven yeah. guys like us who like yeah. still need the grid and like yes. the grind's gotta be on. Yep. So, you know, hardcore kind of gave a chance to go back to like metal, but in a fucking more advanced way. Yes. Like not singing about like some outlandish shit. But, exactly. Like, singing about street. Yep. But with a crunch. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I was all over that. Like, yeah, I, the presentation. Yeah, the presentation is the same thing. That's the thing, like, I even seen in South America early because we were lucky. The first place I played with Mabo outside of America was Buenos Aires, Argentina, 93. Yeah, that's it. Crazy, and crazy a real yeah. hardcore scene, but it was also went like old New York hardcore scene where it was a lot of metal and yeah. skins, hardcore kids, punks, everybody just liking the hard shit. And... 1993, I went there. I was like, they were waiting for us in the airport. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I like, who the fuck? We're a hardcore band, and these were real hardcore kids. You know, just the, I, I was blown away. I was like, wow, like you know, and they fucking lived the shit. And then I learned, you know, the history how punk was in South America. You know, in the Brazils and Argentina. Yeah. Early, we play with Rat, Ratos Pojado. Rato early. Oh, yeah, nice. God, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, from Sao Paulo. So oh, the, yeah. These guys are like the OGs from Sao Paulo, and like we, yeah, he used to host MTV show, and Freddie did like him and Gordo play like a video game against each other on MTV <laughs> in Brazil. Like, but it's like 
I learned how deep and like the Ramones went to Argentina back in the day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole school. There's a whole school of punks out of that. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I remember, oh. I remember that Joey was saying that the reason why they called their last album Adios Amigos because they were just saying goodbye to people there because that's where they thought their real fan base was. For sure, they yeah. loved them. And for me, playing Ecuador, I'm from Guayaquil more, which I never got to, but they're more close, so I got to play Quito. And With no token? Yeah, I forgot where was the spot, but the metal dudes came through. It was great. It was a crazy yeah, 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 show. Yeah, yeah. And again, like, to, I never thought I would play Ecuador. When I saw it, I go, this is bullshit. Like, Ecuador, <laughs> like I know they know metal, but I'm like, they booking a hardcore band? Because, you know, usually you need to come through with a bigger rack. Like, maybe if it was like a, you know, Napalm Death and somebody or Stack Sepultura with somebody. Okay. Right, right. I was like, a Mabo show? You know, it's for sure Brazil always in Argentina, but I was like, Ecuador, we got Ecuador. to play there. It was great. Like, I have an uncle who just happened to be there, and he came to the show. Like, I'm like, you know, we got to walk up to the fucking, to the saint, do, you know, the whole thing, the, the half of the en medio del mundo, and all the tourist shit. Nice, nice. Thought, yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. you know. Yeah, and I'm like, for me, it's great because, you know, I never thought, you know, for my father, I was like, look, to Ecuador. <laughs> like you know, you'd be like this crazy shit. You always so, tell me this noise to create Ecuador. You you ever get in into chicha and that psychedelic cumbia and all that stuff? No, like I know, like I've, I've been around it or whatever, so I know it. So I'm like, but no, I just I dabble in a little of everything, you know. So I like, I got so much from my brother over here. Like I was for a while, like. I was becoming like more cumbia DJ than you. Yeah, yeah, the cumbia. My, my father sings. That. My father sings a lot of old Scott style Ecuadorian songs, the old bolero shit. The old, uh, that's you know, right. That's like, right. Oh, you know, pasillos and all that stuff. Yeah, like that. Oh, my nice, father. Man. Um, next time I'm gonna send it to you. I got a CD. Well, I want to get it to you guys. My father has a CD. He did. His nickname is Scotty Train Train Face. <laughs> we got flat noses, and they said we got smashed by a train. So, um, <laughs> so, but they call him, and, and, and he made a CD with his friends. But he's a good singer, and it was called El Train de Amor, the Train oh, of nice. Love. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I'm gonna get you guys some stuff, and I got. I want to get later on. I'm gonna get your address, both you guys. I want to send you some gear. I got some. Shit, oh, I print hey, my. Por favor, definitely. We, we do, we do the the, the swap, the so info the swap. swap. Yeah, swap yeah. After I'm gonna get, get it from Eugene and whatever, but yeah, listen, what? Listen, this is. I'm glad I got you guys on this one because this is my first podcast back in a while. I do the other Respect. show, and mm -hmm. I wanted to come hard. And you're the first guys that I chased. That the minute I saw, I said that I don't didn't personally know. I was like, nah, I gotta get these motherfuckers. I said, you know. <laughs> They know too many people near me for them, for me not to be able to get at them. And I, I, I was like, I got to get them on. That's why I reached oh, out right away. Was. And That's once it. again, it was all connected in punk rock vortex. I mean, it was a riot fest. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I mean, how fucking dope. Like, we literally, the whole day, we went and saw, like... Everybody. So we went, so you, Bad Religion... We got on stage, so misfits like I know, me like, too. Well, I was like, you know, like, honey, I'm home, you know. Exactly, I was psyched, and again, I'm glad I was able to see you guys and make this happen. Equa power, I got even happy. He goes, yo, we got an Ecuador, and I said, oh, we, okay, we got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you? I'm glad we're gonna do another one later where we're right. gonna go into more shit. I want to get my uh, a couple of my friends, and we're gonna talk some music shit because I want to get into percussion, and we're gonna talk about okay. like. 
putting songs together and theories sure, and shit. Sure, man, yeah. But what what you guys want to let the people because a lot of people around that's the one thing about the hardcore family and about my podcast that I'm lucky. You know, we from every point of the world there's somebody listening, you know, and and we get a lot of good feedback from all over the planet. So that's why I'm 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 glad I'm a, I was able to do this, especially during the pandemic, to keep our culture alive. And I got to see, man, wow, this family is big of ours. I forget that this underground hardcore punk thing of ours is universal. Yeah, man, totally. What do you What do you want to let everybody know listening in right now? You have a new record, but what you want to let them know what's going on, what to expect from Go with Bordello, where to look out for you, all that shit, and all that good shit. Well, listen, I mean, we are a fraction of the cultural fucking corridor known as punk rock. Like this thing, I was, you know, <laughs> well, when I was... 13 years old, I thought punk rock was already old, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, happened? crazy. But like, you know, 30 years later, I'm like, that's the best thing that ever happened. Like, I nothing agree. better than that happened. So, Agreed. meaning punk and hardcore, and just because it's a music with meaning and substance and purpose. For and sure. And the fucking world gets full of shit more and more, you know, with every second and more disinformation and more fake ass shit. I think that the, the message of punk rock and hardcore is only fucking rising and it's bound to come back and get more stronger because it's got substance it's got emotional substance it's not just hype you know yeah. it's not about just getting followers and it's like yeah. you know let's lose followers that's fucking fine yeah you know let's yeah let's 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 represent the you know authentic humanitarian humanity through music and that's the message and I think it's it's worldwide culture. You know, we yes. go to Brazil, you know, Japan, Australia, or here back in New York City, or I go back to Ukraine. It's all there. The corridor is there. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's it's not different. Yeah, for and sure. It's everywhere, and it's powerful, and it's thriving. And I feel I feel like it's all fucking coming back around. Yeah. And it's exciting to be part of it. Yeah. You good know, shit. Like, you know, like I'm sure there was times when everybody's telling you were like, oh, you know, like. Something's got to give, you know, I want to like break out and experiment with that. And so you do. And then you come back to this because it's a great fucking home base. Yeah, and yeah. At the end of the day, punk rock aesthetic is the is very strong and it's vital and, and, and it's here for fucking sure to stay. Again, yeah, keep, keep, supporting, keep supporting the live music, brother, for sure. You know, because uh, at the end of the day, the sure. unification is what is going to keep us lasting long. You know? That's for sure. And that's important what you said. I agree. The live music is very important, especially coming from the underground like we do. Like it ain't all record sales is different. You know, those days are different. Nobody cares. Yeah. The support we get and the energy we get is better from what well, at the shows. You know what I mean? And again, whatever the message be. When you're a band that has talent and plays with passion and has a message to me, it's a hard act to follow. That's what you guys are big time. Again, I love what you guys do. And I'm going to drop this. I'm I'm, I'm dropping this this Thursday. So you're going to be on the road next week, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. Next Friday, we're already on. Yeah. Where's the first date? Do you know first date? Pittsburgh Pittsburgh on on the 20th. Okay, so listen, everybody, this drops Thursday. They're going to be in Pittsburgh. I need Pittsburgh to go represent. All right, everybody? Listen, 
on the real Eugene Pedro. I'm glad. I'm really Mother psyched you guys it. did it. I'm psyched. And we're gonna, there's more shit I got. We're going to continue this next time for sure. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah, for sure. Listen, I'm going to get your addresses. I got some stuff for you. But everybody out there, shout out. Go, go, Bordello. Go support the movement. Get that record. They just dropping it. Catch them in Pittsburgh, everywhere else. Ecuador, Ukraine, in the motherfucking building. Smoking Word Podcast, and we out of here. <laughs> We talk, I'ma talk to you, right? We out of here, fellas. Wepa. So awesome. That's awesome. The dude is awesome.